Hi, I'm Dina, teacher and reluctant puppeteer turned host of La Bifana's Table, a podcast dedicated to the art of sacred hospitality, where each week listeners are invited to feast on real-life stories of hope and healing, as well as soul-nourishing conversations with folks from all walks of life who are utilizing their gifts in both small ways and large to make the world a more beautiful place. So pull up a seat, tell some friends, and become a part of a legendary story. Welcome back to another episode of La Pafana's Table. I'm your host, Dina Gregory. And on today's episode, we're celebrating International Women's Day, Festa de la Dona, with my dear friend, Michaela Mussolino, who you may remember from our pre-launch episode. Michaela Mussolini is American born and raised, known for her fiery and passionate interpretations of both traditional and contemporary Sicilian folk and roots music. She has a voice that just floats between the ages. And our conversation today focuses on the ways in which we celebrate and care for the women in our midst and the care that sustains us individually and collectively. So let's jump right in. When I think about celebrating women or just celebrating life, my go-to is Michaela. Awesome. Happy to be here. One of the things we talk about celebrating, I always try to like point people in the direction we talk about celebrating that, you know, there's a lot to celebrate in the mundane and there's a lot to celebrate just what's in front of us. So sometimes we all Mm -hmm. want to start movements and we want to, you know, we want to move mountains, we want all these big things, but everything starts organically. Everything starts at a cellular level, we could say, right? So, you know, what are we celebrating our own feminine aspects? What are we celebrating among, especially among the women that we're connected to in our daily lives? Like, what are we, what are we celebrating about them? Are we supporting each other? If that's a message I can get out through International Women's Day is always encourage women to celebrate each other and to just bear each other up. That's the most yeah. important thing, I think, you know, it doesn't take a lot, you know, it's just, you know, when, when your friend comes to you and they're concerned about their kids and stuff, you know, just reinforce, say, look, you're doing everything. You're being a great mom. You're doing a great job, you know? And if somebody comes to you, they're, they're concerned about their career. Hey, look, you know, you're giving it all your all. You're amazing. You're, you know, um, I, I just think we should start at that granular level, as they say, you know, start at that, that basic level. It all starts from, from, um, it all starts from what's inside. And, and even, the, you know, even with the activism, it, it can be, um, just one person. You know, as I said, there is there is a power in the numbers of us, but we don't get to those numbers until one. It just takes one person stands up and says, you know what? This isn't right. You know what? Things could be better. You There's know another what? way. We can make this better. Yeah, that's how International Women's Day started. It started with the labor movement. And the idea that this could have started in 1857 boggles my mind because it puts us right smack in a time in history when... Life in general was just hard and uh, and excruciating. I mean, daily life was not easy. You know, we didn't have a lot of the conveniences we have today. We didn't have a lot of the, just the ability to understand that, you know, things could be better. But in that time period, there was a group of women that said, hey, you know what? We deserve better. We can have better conditions. We should have better conditions. And that they could have that kind of awareness at that period in our history. Just, we weren't, we weren't there collectively yet, if you think about it, as a society, right? Life was still really hard and rough and and dirty and and not easy. Um, mm-hmm. And we just had a long way to go. But in the midst of that, these women had the awareness to say, you know what? We can do something. Where you are right now, how are you celebrating the the women in your life in a way 
that feels meaningful to you in this moment where we are right now? The big thing for me is to let them know that I, they are seen, mm. they are loved, and they are they are important in my life. Let the you know because I think that's another thing too. Sometimes we go about our daily life and we don't realize that you mean something to somebody. Your presence and that's important is to let the people that are around you let them know that it means something to you to have them in your life. And you should express that because you never know. We never know how long we have, right? And it's a it's a grim thing to say because we don't know how much time any of it have. But it could also be something stupid like, you know, we get the, you have to move away or you just get hmm. caught up in a project. You don't have time for anybody. So it can be more mundane than just, you know, somebody shuffling off the mortal coil kind of thing. And and it's crazy. We 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 kind of take, you know, now because life is kind of easier for us in, in certain respects and things for granted and we take people for granted. And that's that's where the celebration of the people in our life comes in, especially, you know, what do these women mean to you in your life? And they mean the world to me, because as you know, there's like, there's friendships and camaraderie that we have that, that you can only have from a woman, you know, because they understand what you're going through or they grew up with you yeah. or they, they understand, you know, your, what you're going through with motherhood and, and, and being or being a wife, being a girlfriend, being somebody's daughter, being somebody's mom. They understand the aspects of it. And, uh, I think the most important thing for me is to, I want them all to know that their presence in my life enriches me and bears me up and I would be lost without them. I think that's so important. And we forget, like, just like right in our midst of who those people are. I think one of the reasons why I am so, why I've named this after La Bufana is especially like of older women, right? There's a, yes. And our yes. elders, there's like a, there's an invisibility that occurs of which like, when a woman I really think has the most to offer, like this. Yeah. This and you know what? Incredible like wisdom, family. a lack yeah. of giving a shit anymore in terms of yeah. people's opinion. We, we don't have that generation anymore in my family. They're all the old aunts are gone. All mm. the, the sisters and sister-in-laws of our parents are all gone. And I can't tell you how many times we've sat around, my cousins and I, even my daughter's a minute, we'll, and we'll just look at each other. Oh. I miss aunt so-and-so right now. I miss, I miss auntie this. I miss Titsi. I miss this one. I miss them so much. I wish they were here now. I wish because there was just, it's almost like they were these, uh, this fortress for us. You know, they were like a foundation. Mm-hmm. We could, they, they bore us up. I kind of think of like the shore crashing against rocks and it protect, you know, those rocks protect the shore, you know, and that's mm-hmm. how I always felt about them, that they were those rocks that protected us from the whole world crashing against us. They mm-hmm. were the, they were our defenders. And, um, and I miss that. And, you know, I guess as we get into women's, you know, as, as we get to you know, talking to each other and I said, bearing each other up, I guess we should be that for each other. We should be, we should become them for each other, you know? Yeah. And as we think, you know, I get, I'm like in that place of going, okay, now I'm on the adult side. I'm on yeah. the, getting towards that. How do I become a good elder? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not elder, you know, yet. <laughs> That's some time. <laughs> How'd I get here? <laughs> but, you know, I mean, as we go from like, you know, looking at these sides of from like maiden, mother, crone kind of figure, what are the lessons that we're passing down? What are we saying is, is really, yeah, worthy of protecting? What are, what yeah. are some of the things that we were told that <laughs> throw that out? Throw that out. <laughs> um, go back to that. That's actually yeah. important. You know what I mean? I feel like we're kind of cultivating those lessons, what it means to be a woman, what it means to stand in your own wholeness right. from a place of worthiness and dignity from from in terms of whether that's fighting for women's rights or just like actually just being able to be. Yes. 
you know, it's a, it goes back to that whole bit of, you know, what they call like local, non-local, uh, you know, everything is local, right? Everything we do is local, whether we're protesting or whether we're just, as I said, you know, in the, we're in the beginning, we're burying each other up. And then the non-local, that has a non-local effect that ripples out and that, you know, we start, if we start, let's say fighting for something, well, other people see that and they become inspired and they join in and then we get the numbers and then we get these, these giant movements. But, you know, don't ever, you know, and, and like a message to all women out there, don't ever think you're by yourself. Don't ever think you're alone. You're not alone. Don't, right. You're not alone. Don't ever think you're alone. Even when it feels like you are, you're not. And like I said, the people that you have in your inner circle, let them know that. Let them know, you know what? You're not alone. And even with people that will stand with you for things that you are fighting for, things that you want to change. Like, as I said, you know, when we talk about, you know, Women's Day International, where they started out of the labor movement. That came, you know, that was, again, you know, people just standing up and saying, hey, I'm going to join you. I'm going to join you because I agree with you, what you're saying, and I, I'm going to support you in this. I always find okay. there's interesting levels of leadership, right? It does. There is a bravery of the one person going, but I think there's something even braver when it's the second. The person who goes, hmm, yeah, I'm going to join along. Because there's right. always, of course, the like, want to start something new. You know what I mean? But like, when do we go, you know what? I think I'm called into this role to j- yeah. jump on in this and support this. Yep. Because sometimes, sometimes it takes a lot more courage. You know, one person, they might say, oh, well, they're a crank. You know, now yeah. two, you got a movement. Now two, you have a movement. So <laughs> that second person is like, well, wait a minute. They're validating and they're supporting and they're saying, I will be the rocks and the waves can crash around me so you can keep going and moving us forward kind of thing. Right. Um, I think that's so often we do feel like that we're alone and that when you do have, oh, you know, it's like, Sometimes you literally just need that one other voice, you know, like yeah. you're believing something and you need, yeah, yeah, valid, you know, just to actually where you, where you went right back in of just, I think so much of the feminine journey is like about being seen. Yeah. And being in, in spaces in which you're really seen for what you bring to the table in terms of gifts that I think are not technically valued in our society. You know, like, yeah, that's a big, that's a big, <laughs> that's a big issue. Yeah. You know, how do you be seen when what you're bringing is not necessarily of importance or, or not considered important? It's important, but it's not necessarily conventionally considered important. What, you know, that, and I think it's, you know, forums like this where we, we talk about it and we say, you know what, it's, it is a big deal. If you're that person that is out there, you know, validating people. If you're that person that's out there and giving people that kind of emotional support, well, boy, you really are important mm. in this culture. Yeah. Okay, we don't know. We don't really have a place for you. We don't know. And we don't know what we're going to call you. Or, but yes. you really are something that's important, especially when we're losing, like you said, we're losing, or we talked about, we're losing these generations before us. And, you know, we're, you know, we, like my family said, well, the old aunties and they were, they were very important. They were, you know, they, and we used to, like, we used to tease my mom. We're like, well, you know, you're one of the last ones now. You're in charge. You mm-hmm. can, you can command. You can get the family to do whatever you want. You are, you're the matriarch. And, um, without that, we kind of don't have a rudder, you know, but it's mm-hmm. also, there's a responsibility that goes with that. You know, what are you steering people towards? You know, so that's another thing too. Um, playing your power, but use it wisely kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that comes. I think there's some of that that comes with age because, you know, if I've got different moments of like claiming my power and I'm like, well, where the hell, what am I, what am I doing? Sit back down and be quiet for a little while. 
I guess too, like you said, with age comes this idea of when to speak up and when it's just not worth it, you know? And I know like for my generation, when we were young, it was always like, you got to speak up. You got to speak up. You got to speak up. And sometimes it's like, you know what? No, sometimes yes. And if you're constantly just chattering, then when you really have something important to say, nobody's paying attention anymore. So it's it's this kind of the, the dance we do, right? It's this dance. When is it good to to really put yourself forward and and state your piece? And sometimes it's just the quiet bearing. Sometimes you have to just be in the background and be the support, you know? I think the problem is that when we don't see that we have a, a role to play, you know what I mean? Like at all ages and stages of the game, you know, from younger to older, you know, like our elders, they should be dreaming and right. You know what I mean? Like the, right. just like that kind of quiet prayer, the place for the people who are just visioning and dreaming and then the people who are doing. And you know what I mean? That like, I yeah. think every stage of our journey in womanhood has, has a purpose and like, no, exactly. And that's why it's knowing when the world changes. Yeah. And it's nice to have this a day. It's nice to have this day when we can recognize that we can recognize that at, at any age. Uh, you have an importance and your presence is important. You know, your, your presence means something and your presence contributes. Whether your presence is silence, whether your presence is, is vocal, whether your presence is active or passive, you know, it's, we all have a role to play. And even old agrarian societies, you know, we, we tend to think of things very much, we judge them very much like from modern times. Uh-huh. But, you know, in the old agrarian societies, everybody played an important role. Mm-hmm. And if you fell out of that role, Whatever your role was, whatever it was, you played an important role. If you somehow something happened to you, you thought there'd be other chaos. So in, so in Italy, they have, in Puglia, they have the tradition of the pizzica, right? The dance, the, the form of the tarantella that was danced for therapy. And it was these women who tended to be depressed. They were, they were catatonic and the yeah. music would bring them back. The music would cure them. The music would bring them back into their society, into their place mm. because those small agrarian societies could not afford to lose one person. So even though there is an element of oppression involved in that story, because typically women were oppressed somehow. Yes. In spite of the fact that, yeah, they were oppressed more than likely that they tumbled into this depression. But those around them understood that that woman was so important to them that we can't lose her because our survival is in jeopardized. That's how they understood how important she was. So they would call the musicians in and the musicians would come to play for her and then she would come back, you know, she would come back from that catatonic state. And I think we need to to remember that, that at every level, each one of us has that importance, you know, especially for women, because you need support. It's a healthy thing to recognize each other and support each other. And you need that. It's a balance. It's really a balance when you have, like you said, you have all ages, when you have the, the old timers who can impart a wisdom. Yeah. Um, just you know, I used to think my father was the smartest man on the planet. I still do, but I realized it wasn't just book learning that it came. A lot of it came from, he just was, he lived through it. Yeah. They lived through it. You know, um, my aunts, I used to think, I used to wonder like, how do my aunts know all this stuff? Like, because they lived through it, you know, they, so they've seen it. They've, they've been on this ride before, you know, they've yeah. seen this, right? And that's, that's invaluable. That's, you know, that's uh, when we can have that near us, that's a gift. And it's, it's something that we should, like you said, we should be celebrating it and, and sharing it. I think you brought it, you know, in going back to the pizzica is like this healing dance often where you're saying, you know, I, to me, there's that sense of like, and I imagine that many women experience that like when your voice is so cut off or like, you know, you're on the margins for so long that like, you know, where 
what else do you do? You know what I mean? I, when, I, yep. when I look at, you know, even the mental health crisis is that is not just that is women, men, everybody in between, like the soul's longing for for bringing bringing me back in. Like we had a mm-hmm. conversation, Sh- uh, Sharon, who was on, who was a, a holistic health coach, you know, she brought up this and just like, you're not going to be left out. You know, but yes. we don't live in this society anymore. We're like, we live in such a transactional society that if you're not of use. Well, but- it, it does in a way, because like you said, the, the, this idea of the soul, the soul that's longing to be seen or heard. Yes. And one of the things that we're, we're lacking, and I know in modern times, is this idea of community and friendship. And, you know, and, and I, I don't know if, if you, you still do this, but I know I do have a few friends I can still do this too. If I'm in their neighborhood, I call them and say, hey, I'm in your neighborhood. I'm coming over. You home? You home? I just yeah. want to stop by for 10 minutes. And I have some friends that do that with me. And I have some friends I do that with. Not a lot, but I know that there's this, I know comedians talk about this too. They say, oh, how dare you know, somebody's ringing your doorbell. I don't want to answer the doorbell. And I, you know, I explained to my daughter, I said, you know, you have to understand something. I said, back in the day, I said, you know, when I was your, you know, I was a kid, when I was a little girl, I said, it was nothing for people to show up on your doorstep and you were happy to see them. Yeah. And you always had something in the house too. Like you, or you always, your mother was always making something. So in case company comes, you always have something in case company comes. And it was not, you know, if you went out, if you had to run an errand, well, you would stop off at somebody's house, whether it was a, a close friend or a relative or a neighbor. And life had connections. So yeah. you weren't alone. You had support. You had emotional contact. And we need emotional contact. We're humans. We're tribal animals. We're, you know, we're herd animals, if you would. Yeah. You need that contact. And the old agrarian societies understood we can't let her go. We can't just let her, you know, and she needed to be seen. And in that moment, she was seen. she was a center of attention. She needed to be seen and she needed to feel like, yes, I'm healed now. Yes, I can come back and I can come back and I can take my place. And I have a place. I have a place. And do we know that, you know, do we know that we have a place? Do we realize that? And sometimes, like I said, you know, what am I going to do? Celebrate is let them know that, you know, you have a place in my life and I need you there. Yeah. I need you there. And we need each other in those places. We need that contact. And that sometimes it's like a touchstone. Like you said, we're talking about, you know, our, our elders, that we need that connection with them because of the wisdom they impart. And sometimes the wisdom, and you know, that's another thing too. Like we don't, I saw it when my, um, my aunts and uncles, especially my uncles were dying, you know, um, my aunts, you know, what do you do? You just go sit with them. That's all. They didn't have to talk. You had to sit. You had to be present for them. And have we forgotten that? That sometimes it's just enough. That's why I said it's, it's nice. You know, sometimes it's just enough to be present with somebody. What is the gift you're going to give somebody? Be present with them. You know, maybe we need that. We need human contact and we're so connected to our souls and buried in our phones. But and our computers, but we still need that human contact, even if it's just sitting with us. I, I remember days when I was a kid, I just go visit my grandma and we did all kinds of stuff. She would learn Italian lessons and good poetry. And, but there were just times when I, we would just sit and I remember just sitting there holding her hand and thinking it's the best place on the planet. Just sit. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's a humanity that we need to, um, reexamine and reevaluate and, and appreciate. And I think something like International Women's Day does that. We still need to support each other and bear each other up and be present for each other. And sometimes that's, you know, that's the best gift you can, you can have. And I, and I, and I have some friends that are like that, that it's just, you know, they're there. You know, that's the best thing they could ever do. I know they're there. I know they're there. And that's, that's really, these are those like subtle things. You know what I yes. mean? Like 
<laughs> in the art of the, the subtle activism or or whatever you're doing in terms of like yeah. and and how much that may mean for someone in their walk in life yeah yes, that presence and going yes here you matter i mean i think about that you know i'm dealing with my mother and aging and nursing homes and and it's it's, it's not an easy it's not an easy path it's not an easy path it's not easy you know you go you know sometimes you're like oh really is this what i'm called to do right now and you're like yeah it is <laughs> you know like let's organize all the women you know it'd be like easier to organize like a million women than it would be to sit with my mother and be present yep. and you yeah, go it's, god damn it that's what i yeah. really have to do uh-huh and you're like, right, isn't that crazy? Like, that's something important. And you go, yes, it is important. And you know what? What we forget, and and it happens too. Especially it happens with young mothers too. We're like, oh my gosh, you know, you're you're drowning in diapers, right? And every now and then, like I remember when I would be like, forget somebody would remind me, say, you do realize what you're doing, right? You're taking care of a brand new human. Do you understand how important that? And then it puts it in perspective. But what we're forgetting is there's, there's something happened at the other end too. When people are making their exit, you are taking care of a fully formed human. Yeah. Holy smoke. A and then one human with some cups and bruises and, yeah. and right. And, and then, and then in between those times, between the beginning and the end, what we also forget is we're not just in this alone. We're not just bumping up into people. We, we really are taking care of all these people in our life. And I, I feel that. I feel that the connections we have, are you treating people well? Are you taking care of them? Are you, you know, we're forgetting that, that in between the beginning and the end, there's all these other humans that we need to do stuff with and take care of. And take care, like I said, take care of is, you know, recognize them, support, you know. You know, the golden rule. How, how do you want to be treated? How do you want to be, how do you, do you want to be seen? And it's funny because I was just looking at some stuff about like, about manifesting and, and stuff. And it was pretty much like you have to present yourself, right? How you want to be. Mm. You know, you have to present yourself how you want to be. So how do we want to be in that time between the beginning and the end when we're not taking care of the little ones, we're not taking care of the older ones, but what are, how are we interacting with the other ones? Are we bearing each other up? Or we tearing down, let's bear each other up, you know. And something like women say, puts that in the forefront and said, remember, you know, it puts us right in front of your heads that, you know what? Don't forget about each other. Yeah. Don't forget that, you know, don't forget about each other. And, um, it, it, like you said, it's, it's, it's so basic, but it's, uh, it's a lot. I've gained so much from being even in like little WhatsApp groups with other women. Yeah. And yeah. you're going like, Oh, these little things of daily life. Yep are vitally important. And when you're yeah. actually like going like, hey, whatever, I drank my my water with lemon today to try to be moderately more healthy or <laughs> I didn't this. And I, you know, I was moderately more gentle in a difficult conversation. And you're going like, oh, wait, this is what moves life forward. Yeah. And you know, even especially when you're in a situation like you are now, you're a caregiver for a parent. When you're in that caregiver situation, it's important because we get sucked in and it's very easy to get all consumed. When you're taking care of anybody at any age, it's very easy to get all consumed. You need human contact right. because if nothing else, it takes your mind out of yourself for a few minutes. But what also you, you'll find, and it's really important, I tell us too, I said, don't ever give up the social aspect of your life. Maintain it, even if it is just a couple phone calls here and there. 
because it, it keeps you sane. And it also shows you that you're not alone in the sense that you're like, oh, I must be the only person on the planet that has to face this. It's like, no, but it makes you like, okay, you're not alone in this. You know, yeah. what you're going through is pretty normal for this situation. And you, what you find sometimes when you do that, you're like, you know what? What I'm going through isn't so bad. <laughs> it's like some people have it a lot worse or, or you know what? Hey, you know what? I'm handling this pretty well. And that's the most important thing too. When you have that, again, that recognition from your peers and the people that you love and that support you and you support them. When you have that, that moment when you say, Hey, you know what? It's not easy, but I'm doing it and I'm doing the best I can. And there are people that recognize that, you know, it's, it's, um, it's very important to hold on to that human contact. And it's really easy for us to lose it and to take it for granted and to forget about it. So if my feeling is always, if I can recognize somebody, I want to do that because I know what it feels like to be recognized. And I'm the kind of person that I will call the manager when something good happens. I yeah, try. I hate, I hate having to complain about it. But, and I, and it's funny because when I do this, like if something really wonderful happens when I'm out, I will like ask the manager of that store or business, I'll ask for them. And they look at you like, when, wow. when do people ever call the manager? It's like, they know, like, oh, what is she going to complain about? And the look on their faces when I say, I just want to tell you, I am so delighted. This is the best thing ever. And they look like, really? Like, this is great. You know, and people need recognition. You know, we need recognition. And, and it's nice to recognize women for what we do because, especially as a care, you know, I've men are caregivers too, but typically it's the women that wind up being the caregivers. You know, it's, it's nice to be, it's nice to be recognized. It's just, it, it's human. It's a human aspect of us that we want to feel like that we belong. You know, we want to feel that we're part of something and we don't want the, we don't want to be isolated. Just a natural part of life that we have this connectivity. Looked on your Instagram, you've been sharing some songs and stories of, for women's. Can you share, share some of uh, the background on that and why, why you feel inspired to share those things? Well, I, because it's Women's History Month, I wanted to focus on traditions, particularly traditions in Sicily of the women and how it ties into what I do because I'm a singer and I, I work with folk music. So I'm always studying to understand the songs better. I'm always studying the anthropology around it, all the culture around yeah. it, the history. And what happened too is at the same time, a friend of mine published a book that's just out of this world. It's, um, Il Sacro al Seminile. And it's curated by Barbara Crescimano, who is, I would consider her in present day Sicily's most prominent, uh, female folklorist and, uh, also a teacher, instructor of folk dance. But she specifically studies the traditions of women. So her book focuses on that. And what's been happening is I've been reading that book and it's taken me forever to get through this book because she's got amazing footnotes. Mm-hmm. And I'm a real geek. I'm like always underlining and then I go to the computer and then I'm looking this up and then I pull my books off the shelf. And I'm, so it's, it's really nice. hard to just get through it because I just want to know everything. I want all the background. But a lot of these traditions that they're discussing in this book, the different scholars are discussing are based in antiquity. And there's this connection that these traditions have filtered down through modern times. And you can see the vestiges of them in modern times. And, and it's hitting home for me because I'm like, wait a minute we do this. You know, this is something that was in my family and and I knew it was a tradition, but I didn't realize that it, it goes back. Like, yep, we did that too. And I'm feeling, as you mentioned about how, you know, the, the older generation, what they could give to us, I'm kind of feeling that that, like I, I was fortunate that I came in at a certain generation in my family where I had a lot of old, old timers, like really yeah. old. And I feel that that's kind of slipping away 
Yeah. So I want to honor that and I want to pass that down and I want to make people aware of it. So uh, I just started. I have a whole list of things I want to post this month, but I just started with the traditions and I mentioned the book. So I want people to know about the book because I think Barbara's work, Barbara did Yeoman's work to get this, this book together. And I knew for years that she was working on it. It's a beautiful collection of research and I, I encourage people to seek it out. Unfortunately, right now it's only in Italian. It's not been translated yet, but she's working on that. Um, so the first, first post I did was about women's work, but it was a song about the sea. And it's a beautiful song that the women used to sing, the wives of the fishing. song that the women used to sing, the wives of the fishing. But they had a tradition that was really fascinating. I think we might have even talked about this on the last show. I'm not sure. But the tradition was the women would go down to the shore and they would chant and they would wail and the sound of their voice in collective would be a beacon so the men could get their fishing boats home. And so they were not out doing the hard backbreaking work on the fishing boats. Um, the men were doing that. But they were helping. They were still mm-hmm. participating. In their capacity, whatever capacity they could. And the song that I sang, what was interesting about that, there's a footnote in that song that's included in the the Corpus Favada, which is the research that Alberto Favada did to document these songs. And he made this, he was very touched when he heard this song because he understood that in the song, the women have these beautiful sentiments about, dear God, please give my lover good weather while he's at sea, give him masks of gold and jibs of silver. But at the same time, the lives that these women led were inexplicably harsh. Mm. And they didn't know, like day to day, they didn't know when those guys went on those fishing boats, they didn't know if they were home. Um, you know, the fishing boat got caught in a storm at overturned. I mean, it was pretty much, you know, life was cheap back then. Mm. Um, so even in that capacity, they found not only a way to participate in that, right? They, they were, they were the helpmates to their husband, but they also found a way to be a little bit celebratory and to be a little bit joyful about, you know, let's, let's make something pretty out of something that's very brutal. Let's, let's find the beauty in it. And I just think that's just a typical feminine quality, the idea of finding, you know, something, something beautiful and something that's not so beautiful and, and very difficult making. And I, I, so I wanted that. I was the first post. Um, I have other posts coming up about, about the strina, which would tie into you. Um, because. The goddess Strina, Strenia, is where we, we get this tradition of the Strina, which is a musical tradition, uh, where itinerant feasts, but they believe that she's connected to Bifana, the goddess Strina, where we get the gift giving, 
Wow. So, so I don't I don't know when I'm gonna post that one. Um and of course I'm gonna have some posts about the drumming because the drumming is typically a woman's tradition in Sicily. And I'm I'm gonna kinda give this one away. I think this might be tomorrow's post. But when the women would in certain parts of Sicily, when women would become betrothed, they get engaged, the first thing they would purchase for their new home, wherever because they were gonna have to make a home, right? You didn't you you made a new home with your eyes, the first thing that they would get would be a drum. And they would hang that on the wall of the house because there are spirits that live in your house. Mm-hmm. They mire. They mire. And if you have a drum on the wall, that makes your house spirits very happy. Oh, wow. So that's just a couple of the things that I'll be posting. And in fact, a fun story. I was at, uh, I was at an event a couple of years ago in New York City and, um, my friend's wife comes in and they're, they're both from Castellamara del Golfo in, in Sicily. And she comes up and she says, Mikel, and she's a lot, her kids are my age. She comes up and she says, Mikel, would you do me a favor? And she was smiling. She was kind of laughing. She goes, you get me like a little drum. I want it for my house. And I said, ah, oh. there's Josie. I said, Josie, are you going to hang that on your wall? She said, mm-hmm. I said, I know what you're going to do. She goes, mm-hmm. I said, you got some house spirits you want to make happy. She said, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we hadn't discussed it when she, she knew about it. She knew about it. I did not, but I have a, I have a drum that I've been meeting. It's been on the, it's been on my floor being ready to be hung. Got to so hang it up. See? Yeah. House spirits, I will make you happy. Very. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. amazing. And so can you just, I don't know how much you can comment on this, like a little bit more about like the women's drumming traditions? Well, it's, we know that from, from tradition of, let's say, ancient writings and especially ancient artifacts, ancient pictures, we know that it was primarily the women who drummed. It was a, it's considered a feminine instrument and it rose out of rituals. It came out of the ritual, uh, especially the rites for um, the Bacante. Uh, they were the, the, the priestesses that followed Bacchus or in Greek would be Dionysus, the god of wine. So it was sacred. Uh, they were sacred. And like so many other things that come, you know, pretty much everything we do in life originally was some kind of really, if you think about everything started out as like a religious ritual. If we go back, if we follow it back far enough, everything was, you know, we were so connected to spirit at one time, right? Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, they were the, they were the original priestesses. They would, they would drive these, uh, with the, with the rhythms of their drum, they would drive the rituals. And the drum really stayed pretty much an instrument for women up until modern times, up until the second half of the 20th century. Because typically you don't see the men drumming and the old timers that used to drum, even, you know, in the small towns, it was always a women. And it's in the modern times that the young men started drumming and become these, this virtuosi. And uh, a funny story about a, a good friend of mine in Palermo, Michele Piccione. He is one of, I would consider him Sicily's greatest folk musician alive today. Um, and he can play any instrument and he's a monster drummer. He's wonderful. And um, he had shown me pictures and, and videos of, not field recordings, but like documentary videos of women drumming. And they had a very basic rhythm, a very basic and a, and a movement and rhythm is very basic. And I found that I... That was a rhythm that nobody ever taught me, but I used to just do it naturally. It's a very natural, wow. natural drum. And um, he uh, he said, you know, that's how the women would drum in ancient times. That's that that comes from that movement is, is you know is a vestige of ancient times. And he said, you know, he said me and all the guys like me he said we do all this crazy stuff on the drums and we have to show off because we're guys. He goes, we're men. That's all I have to do. Goes, but women, they don't have anything to prove because they know exactly because mm-hmm. they stand. He said they stand where they are and it's that rhythm that constant rhythm that's what really drives the ritual that's what really is the guiding force is that basic 
basic steady rhythm. So I think that's a beautiful metaphor too for women that, you know, it's, mm. you know, we want to do all, like we said, we want to do all these great things and you should, you should always aspire to do great things, but don't, don't belittle yourself because you're just being there and being present and being constant. That's a great gift to us Ooh, too. I love that. Well, Michaela, thank you so much for joining me again at Love. My Earth. pleasure. Thank you for having me. I wish I, I, as Gina wrote to us, right? It's Gina Miller, yeah. Dr. Gina Miller. So I wish I had, she had said, I wish I had mimosas springs to give to everybody. I wish I had mimosas springs to give to everybody too. So yes, we're passing, um, we're passing the mimosa spring virtually. Everybody. <laughs> virtual. We get the virtual mimosa spring for, for today. That's great. Well, what a lovely to celebrate with you. You're, you said, uh, thank you. After always having you. <laughs> Thank you. My pleasure to be here. I was delighted that you called. All right. Michaela, we'll talk soon. Okay. And be dancing soon. Yes. Hope so. All right. Take care. Thanks so much for pulling up a seat to La Bufana's table. To get episodes sent direct to your inbox, as well as other perks such as access to our monthly community and connection hours, be sure to subscribe to my substack, dinagregory.substack.com. Ciao.